2 has entered the podcast. Welcome, welcome back, people, to Player 2 has entered the podcast. I am your co-host, Michael Peterson, a.k.a. MC Paper Stacks, and with me, as always, is my co-host with the co-most... Derek Murkison, a.k.a. Full Metal Merc. And we're back again for another exciting episode of Player 2. Player 2 is entering the podcast. Oh, yeah, we're in there. The moon is entering the sun. Mm. Mm. Ain't no sunshine. That's sexy. <laughs> we'll, t- we'll talk about that later. Anyways, what's going on with you this week, Dirk? Oh, man, I've just been busy, busy, busy. I've been trying to get my shit together in my inventory room. Mm. And it's it was going well until this morning where I had to apparently get all of my shit out of the living room and the hallway and everything. So now I'm back to square one. But <laughs> Wow. Yeah, how dare but, she ask you to move your right, shit out of the room? How dare she ask you to clean up? Your shit up. It was going well until I had to get all the stuff off the floor. Right. (laughs) But, you know, it's all good. Living room's clean. Hallway's clean. Mm -hmm. So, you know, whatever. But this week, I had so many good pickups. I don't even know really where to start. Psych, I do know where to start. So, I found Mm -hmm. a Lego Pirates of the Caribbean Black Pearl Lego set. Brand new. Mm. At the Salvation Army for $15. And it sold the exact same day for, can you guess? Uh, 60 bucks? No. $100? $700. How does it sell that high? It's, I mean, here's the thing. Lego sets, unlike video games, are not produced in high volume. And when they retire a Lego set, that's it. That's it. So to find one brand new and this scale, like this box is huge. Like, mm-hmm. it's a big fucking box. Mm. And, like, I had to open it to make sure that the pieces were sealed because they had, like, regular tape over the Lego mm. seal tape. Mm-hmm. And if you know what the Lego seal tape, it's, like, clear and it's got that black square on it. Okay. So I opened it up. I was like, ah, oh, it's new. I should have just left it. Because if I would have left it sealed, I could have sold it for, like, 900 But Well, if I, they taped it up, then in, they it was already opened. Not necessarily. Oh. Yeah, okay. they probably they could have just did that as extra way to thwart theft, which I'm like, okay, whatever. But <laughs> but yeah, man, that that is my single greatest pickup as far as like what I spent to what I got for it, period, mm-hmm. ever. Wow. I was just like, wow, same day. Okay, let's do this. Let's keep going. That's insane. <laughs> I know. Then the next day, I planned on going to the south side, but I had to take Vicky to a doctor's appointment. So I ended up going northeast a little bit. And I went to this pawn shop, and I was like, got any games in the back? And they were like, yeah. We got PS2, Xbox, blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, cool. Bring them out. Bring them out. Let me see them. Budokai Tenkaichi 2, 3, Def Jam Vendetta, a bunch of other stuff that's not as good. But if you know Tenkaichi 2 and 3 are like 60 and 200 bucks. Wow. Okay. So I already sold Tenkaichi 2. I'm selling those on Amazon. but mm. And they were a quarter. <laughs> wow they were a quarter piece so i and i bought a whole bunch of anime dvds it was it was just a great it was a great pickup it was so great i love days like that and i was like i can't stop now can't stop won't stop wow but uh <laughs> yeah so these pickups are getting crazy uh this ps3 stuff is going wild mm-hmm. i basically made a bunch of draft listings for my ps3 stuff so when people start listing them again then I can kind of know what to go off of. Because right now, nobody's listing PS3 stuff. Like, it's mm. you'll search for a game, and it'll be, like, one listing sold out of Japan or something. Ah, I see. 
Yeah, but I might just get on there and put my prices up, and they'll sell for what they'll sell for, and they'll be the only ones up, and then I can get that money. So, so that Lego set, did you list it at seven hundred, or did it like go up via like auction? No, I listed it at seven hundred. Buy it now, and somebody immediately bought it. Pretty much a Insane. few hours later. Yeah, that's crazy. Okay. Yeah. That's what, what was the original price for it? Do you think? I think it was like a hundred, hundred and fifty or something. Holy crap, dude! Yeah. I can't bring myself to pay more than MSRP for something that is being sold secondhand. Uh, I I know, obviously, I'm in the minority, because holy crap, you wouldn't be able to make a living if that wasn't the case. But, wow. Somebody really likes Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. I mean, it's Maybe it was Johnny Depp. Maybe he was like, I've got to get the pearl. (laughs) We'll have to get the pearl. (laughs) Go go get that pearl. That ship is mine. (laughs) Hello, Savvy. (laughs) but yeah man that's the thing with lego sets and especially with the pandemic still going on like hobbies are nuts yeah and legos are have always been crazy but they're at an all-time high now i think so cool yeah man well all right congrats on the pickups it sounds like you are hustling and making that money this week and i cannot knock it (laughs) hustling and bustling (laughs) congrats right so what, what else is going on with you Actually, uh, it's going to be my birthday on Tuesday. Oh, well, happy I'm gonna birthday. Be, yeah, I'm going to be officially in my 30s. I say that because <laughs> I'm 30 right now, but yeah, I, know. I don't I don't call it my 30s until I'm 31 at least. Okay. You know, it's sure. stupid, but it's my thing. I actually what? had Vicky convinced that I was turning 30 because we were over at her mom's and she was like, how are you going to be? I was like, oh, I'm going to be 30. <laughs> yeah. And I kind of laughed about it and Vicky thought. I was really going to be 30. I was like, no, babe, I'm only a year younger than you. Come on. She's a cougar. Yeah. She's a cougar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And she likes me. Yeah. She really does. She loves me so much. It's crazy. Oh, I know. Yeah, no, no. Like, I see the way she looks at you. Yeah. She she either loves you or she wants to cook you you and eat you. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's the only way a person's going to look at you like that. They either want to devour you or they care about you. I don't know which it is, but... <laughs> yeah, like, she's been making all these plans for my birthday, and she just keeps saying over and over, I just love you, I just love you, and I want you to be happy, and I want your birthday to be happy. And you would think the way that she's talking about it is that I'm, like, cheating on her or something, and she's trying to keep <laughs> trying to keep me happy. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, some people genuinely just want to invest in their significant no, other. No, I know. Yeah, she's, she's a beautiful woman, so... Yeah. I find it it waxes and wanes in a lengthy relationship. You have those periods where you're kind of just in self mode and you have those other periods where you're in support mode. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I think the mark of a good relationship is communicating that with each other. You know, there was this really cool technique I heard not too long ago. I can't remember. It was on a podcast where they were talking about no one really operates on 100 percent. Right. Right. But if you can communicate what percentage you're at to your partner they know whether or not they can pick up the slack. So you might be like, hey, just got home from work. I'm bushed. I'm operating at 40%. Do you think you can pick up the other 60 with like the kids or dinner or whatever tonight, right? And they could be like, yeah, "Yeah, I got this. I'm operating 110. I just had my second cup of coffee. Or they could be like, you know what? I'm operating at 42. What the fuck are we going to do? You know, right, but at least you both for this last 20. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like at least you're on the same page. You're like, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to send the kid to grandma's and we're going to order out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. Uh-huh. So yeah, I mean, if you, if you have a partner out there and you find that you struggle with maybe feeling like you're doing too much or that they're doing too much or you're not doing enough, try the percentage. Yeah. Try the percentage thing out. Try communicating on a regular basis, practicing communication, just checking in. Super important if you want to make that thing work. Mm-hmm. So, 
doesn't prevent every single argument. It doesn't make everything 100% better. But at least you guys are on the same side. And you don't have an extra adversary in the fight of life. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> that's that's my whole thing. We're on the same team. That's, yeah, that's you, don't, you don't want your spouse, partner, or whoever to be the final boss. <laughs> <laughs> because they know all of the cheat codes. They will, right. wreck, they will wreck you. Right. <laughs> They were like, that's why your mother, no! Right. No! <laughs> I told you that in confidence! Right. <laughs> All right. So anyways, uh, moving on to some quasi kind of sad stuff, I guess. You had brought it up earlier, and I, I've seen it throughout the week. It actually happened just recently, didn't it? Was it a couple of days ago that DMX passed away? Yeah, it was actually, it was yesterday. It was yesterday? Yeah, wow. it was yesterday. Wow. It, it, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm on Twitter too much. It feels like I've been reading news about DMX for days. But that's probably because he was. You have. They've been uh, saying that he died like days ago. But that's because he was. Was he in a coma or? He was uh, in a vegetative state. That's right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, it's messed up, man. D- DMX is a legend. Yeah, and he's he only 50 an years old. Legend. Yeah, he's only 50. 50 years old, man. Mm-hmm. The last music hip hop artist that passed away that kind of hit me as hard was uh, Nate Dogg. Mm. Like yeah, hey dog, that was that. Whew. Mm. Whew. Both both my dogs. <laughs> yeah, that's why. Yeah. That's why I smoke weed every day, just right. for Nate Dog's hey, memory. Hey, hey. <laughs> smoke weed every day. Oh, Nate Dog. Oh, yeah. DMX. DMX. Yeah, I uh, I was really a big fan of his, especially back in like late nineties, early two thousands. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we all were. I mean, he's got the cla- the most classic of hits. I was mm-hmm. thinking about the uh, Mr. X mod in Resident Evil 2, how when he shows yeah. up, they play his, they play DMX's song, X gonna X give, it, give it, to it to you. And you think it would get old, but it actually gets funnier and funnier every single time it happens. It's yeah. one of those things that just escalate, and pretty soon you're dying and crying by the time right. he comes out. <laughs> like, you're like, you're, all, you hear, all you hear is, no no (laughs) and then sometimes he like punches you with the beat it's fucking beautiful Mm -hmm. it's like he knows his theme song is playing right but yeah rest in power dark man x you will be missed the Um, dog our hearts go out to your friends and family and you know what a dog needs do you know what a dog needs a dog needs a bitch. Arf, arf. <laughs> Not just any bitch. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of uh <laughs> No No, I know those are the... <laughs> I was gonna... <laughs> I was gonna say that's really misogynistic, but those right. those those are the lyrics that I recite to my wife to get her eyes to roll. <laughs> well, here's, the, here's the thing, because I forgot about that song. Yeah. And I was on like Facebook and the video popped up. Vicky wasn't looking at it, but she heard it. She was like, what the hell? I was like, well, this is Aaliyah featuring DMX. So Aaliyah was fine with it. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to talk to somebody, you go talk to Aaliyah. Oh. Mm. Oh. Mm. Damn. Yeah. Ugh. That was that one hurt a lot. Yeah. I remember exactly. That's one of those deaths where I remember exactly where I was. I was in my high school home. I was sitting on our weak-ass, slow-ass, terrible computer that I probably destroyed by looking at too much porn with. Mm. And I heard it on the news, and I just turned around like, plane crash? No! Yeah. Uh, it made me really sad. I think I was like right on the cusp of college. When did it happen? Like 2001? Yeah, 2001. Yeah, I graduated in 2001. So, yeah, that would have been right before I went to college. Wow. Man. Ugh. Yeah. Rest in yeah, peace, wow. everybody. Yeah, everybody. Jesus. <sighs> 
anyways, let's talk about something a little happier. Okay. All right. So, Falky and Winnie. Ooh, baby. Falky and Winnie. We didn't talk about Falky and Winnie last week because Mo hadn't seen episode three, and I didn't want to ruin it for her. So, mm-hmm. I figured we would just recap three and four this week. I mean, it's been a week since I've seen three, but if I can remember three, what happened in three? Pretty much, they got Baron Zemo. Well, Bucky got Baron Zemo out of prison. Oh, yeah. I love or, how they did or that Or Zemo sequence. got himself out of prison. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I love how they did that sequence. It was very Ocean's Eleven where they kind of like just talked about how it would have happened. But it mm-hmm. already happened, and he just kind of yeah. walks in. I was like, cool, let's keep it moving. Right, because <laughs> we don't need to spend, like you said, you could, they could have spent the whole episode on that. Mm-hmm. And they didn't. They are like, look, we yeah. got six episodes to tell this tale. Let's keep it moving. I mm-hmm. love that. I know, like I told Kristen last night that there's only six episodes. And she was like, oh. And I was like, wait. It could be six episodes of just nonstop goodness or 13 episodes where half the time you're like, <sighs> come on, uh, get to the good shit. Yeah. So, no. And, and the thing is, it's not, there's no filler in these episodes, at least to my mind. I don't know what, mm-hmm. how you feel, but every time I'm watching it, and it's kind of the similar with, I think more with WandaVision, it was, I just want to figure out what the mystery is. So I was so eager right. to get more tidbits, right? That everything mm-hmm. was, was mm-hmm, give it to me, give it to me. But with this show especially, they just start and they don't stop. And then the episode's mm-hmm. over. Yeah. So, so yeah, they broke Zemo out of prison. Zemo gives them a lead to go to, what's that criminal city? Myanmar? Not Myanmar. Madri- Madripoor. Myanmar's real. Madripoor. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Madripoor is a, a fictional city that's kind of lawless. And a lot of criminals kind of run that joint. It's, the police seem very lax there. The power broker is there. And he's a big hitter in the criminal underworld of the comics. Madripoor is actually a favorite hangout. In fact, that the bar they go to is a hangout of Wolverine from the X-Men mm-hmm. comics. Yes, it is. So it, they're brushing up against mutants left and right here, which is really right. cool. Yeah, they go there on a lead to talk to somebody about potentially finding the person that's making the serum. Is that right? Yeah. And then yep, that person yep. gets shot, and Sharon Carter shows up, and it's all mysterious, and she's all like a badass, like, why don't you guys pardon me? I'm here. Right. I'm hanging out with Edward Snowden, for God's sakes. Help me out. <laughs> you know? And it is it is kind of messed up. I'm like, why didn't they pardon her? She was with the crew. But right. she seemed Not to be doing fine that. since the blip. She's criminal underworld fabulous. So. Right. Selling selling stolen art and yeah, she got her own, her she money. Got her own henchmen and everything, so... I'm really suspicious about that because she right, finds a way how to... how does that just fucking happen? Yeah, she finds a... Yeah, not without blip doing some dirt. Blip or no blip. You know? Not without doing some dirt, man. But right. she finds a way to get him to the guy that's making the serum, and he's predictably cocky. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and Zemo's like, uh-huh, bow, shoots Bang. him. Big action scene. Sharon Carter's kicking ass. They're kicking ass. But the thing that really stood out to me, aside from Baron Zemo taking guns, shooting somebody, and then still still sticking with them after he kicked a whole lot of ass and found a car out of there where Sharon Carter already had a person standing by and she's like, we got a couple of problems. Right. <laughs> and I was like, who do you work for? Right. <laughs> Are you actually the power broker? I don't know what's I happening. Would, I would hate that if she was the power broker. She doesn't need to be, no. But I'm wondering mm. if she maybe she works for the power broker. Maybe. And she also had that information because she was working with the power broker to try to find the stolen serum from the Flag Smashers and Morgenthau. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. How did that episode end? Do you recall? That Wakandan, the Dormelage show. That's up. right. That's right. So they go to their hideout, and Winter Soldier notices those little like healing balls from Wakanda and follows them. And she was actually... The first one that they yeah, showed. In the yeah, movie. the first one that they showed, like back in Civil War, when she, mm-hmm. she stepped rolled to Black up on, Widow. 
Yeah, she said to Black Widow, like, you don't want none. And, Black Widow and the like, funny thing is, after episode four, <laughs> we already knew the Dormilaje were bad, but we knew Black Widow would have, she would have got, she would have got that ass handy. Yeah, yeah, probably, <laughs> probably. So we get to episode four. They're basically like, we need a new lead. They go to the Flag Smasher, like not the Flag Smasher's hideout, but I guess one of their safe houses or people, that refugees that they've helped out. Mm-hmm. And they're getting, no one's wanting to talk to them. Everybody just keeps leaving the room. They're like passively, <laughs> right. aggressively like, fuck you. And they leave the room. It's like, no, no, no. <laughs> Megan, come on me. No. Megan, your jacket though. <laughs> yeah. I want to. Yeah. <laughs> Megan. Come on, and one guy's like, I know you, Sam. I know who you are, but no. <laughs> so, but of course, creepy Zemo, he pulls up in his windowless white van and he gives the kids candy. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I thought about. I was like, oh. No, none of y'all adults are looking at this shit. Yeah, all of them were looking, like, but like, they weren't doing anything. I, I'd have rolled up like, come on, let's go. No, you are not right. giving candy to my child. But yeah. uh, he gives candy to the kids. One of the little girls whispers something in his ear. And then he's like. And they get back to the hideout. They're like, we got Nathan. He's like, I got to leave, but I ain't going to tell y'all because leverage. And they're like, which pissed Winter Soldier please off. Please tell us. <laughs> Winter Soldier did more than say please. He said, what right. the fuck you say to him? I'm destroy you. <laughs> Kill you, ears. But Baron, he held it down, and he was like, no, I'm no. Nah, hmm. Before they get a chance to head out on their lead, or because what they're going to do is catch Carly at a funeral, mm-hmm. right? Who shows up but Battlestar and Captain Whack America? Captain Whack America. <laughs> Whack Erica. Whack Erica. Whack Captain Whack. Captain America. Captain America. <laughs> Captain America. I don't like this guy. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> especially after episode four. Oh my God. <laughs> so they're like, we know you guys knew something, and we're going to take Baron Zemo, <laughs> and you're, gonna, you're not going to do anything about it. And they're like, right. will you calm your tits, dude? So then like, they're like, look, we got a lead. We're all going to go together. It's fine. Which, I again, I'm like, why would you take him? But it didn't look like it's he not was like going to follow him. I was yeah. going to say, it didn't look like he was going to take no for an answer. And they were on a tight timetable. Well, not take no for an anther. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm going to take no for an anthel. <laughs> So they show up just outside where they're going to hold a memorial service, like this old abandoned warehouse or whatever. And Sam Wilson is trying to convince Captain America to let him go and talk to Carly alone. And Captain America, I don't know if you caught this because it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. He looks at Bucky and he's going to, you're going to let him do this? Like Bucky's the one in charge or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're gonna let you gonna let your boy do this, and he's like, "Well, or I think he said you're gonna let your partner do this." And he goes, "Well, we're not partners. He does what he wants." And then mm-hmm. Sam like kind of speaks up and goes, "I used to counsel veterans. This is a thing that I do. This is my wheelhouse, man. I know what I'm doing." And it just rubbed me the wrong way that he was like, "White man, you're gonna tell your black friend to chill out?" Right. <laughs> I don't know. I maybe I'm picking up on something that's not actually there, but it just. Ugh. They even shot the Battlestar, and Battlestar kind of gave a look. I was like, right. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. So, <laughs> anyways, they finally convince him to wait. Captain America handcuffs Baron Zemo, and they just kind of stand there, and he's pacing a lot. Falcon shows up and just kind of stands at a second-floor window above the memorial in plain sight so Carly can see him while she's delivering a eulogy. It visibly shakes her a bit, but she continues mm-hmm. with the eulogy. Everybody eventually leaves. She's like, I saw you. He came through like, yeah, no, <laughs> but he came through and starts talking to her and he's having a really convincing conversation with her about, you think you're the hero, but you're actually the villain. You know, your ends ju- are justifying your means, but your means are killing people. What's up? You know, 
Yeah. They shoot back to Captain America, and he's tweaking. He's like, ah, I need, I need to dispense justice. Ooh, look at these nipples. <laughs> and they can't get him to sit still. And then he like goes up to Bucky, and he's like, Are you gonna let Sam Wilson die? And I was like, What? <laughs> He'll be fine. Right when I think he's starting to get to Carly, of course, fucking Captain America busts in like, Carly Morgenthau, you're under arrest. And she's like, I knew I couldn't trust you. And I'm like, how did I not see this coming? Right. So big chase ensues. Carly ends up losing the serum in the chase. And Zemo's like shot her in the stomach and he's coming after her. And then he goes, is this what I think it is? And I remember Kristen going like, oh, my God, is he going to take it? And I was like, no, that's not really... Baron Zemo's ideology, he would likely, right. and then before I got a chance to even get it out, he just starts stomping the serum. And I was like, that's on brand. <laughs> that's my Zemo. <laughs> that's my Zemo. And, uh, I mean, he's just like Carly. He's got an ideology he's willing to kill innocent people for, but he still sticks to it, right? Right. So he starts stomping him out. Then uh, Captain America shows up and gives him probably the world's worst headache with that shield. You just see his shield yeah. come off camera like, go to bow. Knocks him right. out immediately. <laughs> and... He notices, and I was like, oh, no. He notices that there's one vial left, and he pockets it before everybody else shows up. Yep. Not great. And it's funny because there's a parallel conversation that happens in this episode that I think is really interesting. So when they get back to the hideout and Zemo's nursing his giant Captain America shield headache, (laughs) Zemo talks to Sam, and he's like, "Um, if you had the chance to take the serum, would you? And Sam immediately is like, no. No. (laughs) And Zemo's like, wow, that was quick. And while they're chilling there back at the hideout, Captain America shows up. And again, he's all just, justice, <laughs> we're taking Zemo. We're taking him now. Blah. And they're like, you're, you're not taking Zemo. And they're like, you want to go? I'll even set the <laughs> shield down, bro. Make it even, bro. I'll set the shield down, bro. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then Dora Milaje show up. And they're like, we will take Zemo. And I was like, oh, shit. Yep. And of course, Captain Hardon like, turns around. And he's just like, well, you want to go? And they're like, dude, no, dude, no. Don't. Mm-mm, don't. Mm-mm, don't. Mm-mm, You'd mm-mm. rather fight fucking <laughs> Bucky than these people. <laughs> yeah, right. And uh, sure enough, he tries to do a condescending like shoulder clasp. Like, hey, I, I, I bet we can I all. get it. As soon as his fingertips get within like molecule range of that woman's shoulder, she just like four hit combos his ass with the yeah. spear, which he calls pointy sticks, which I'm like, mm, mm-hmm. ugh, microaggressions. Anyways, right. so they start taking to whooping Battlestar and Captain America's ass. And Bucky and <laughs> Bucky and Falcon are just kind of sitting back like uh you're doing good there buddy <laughs> and they got you know captain america on the ropes he's laying down she's about to stab him with the spear and yeah, finally, kill him. <laughs> yeah finally bucky comes in like hey okay easy easy and then she does some weird shit where she like basically deactivates and drops his arm mm-hmm. and he was and he looks at her like why the fuck didn't you tell me about this right <laughs> he looks so betrayed he's i know like, he was like how could you do this <laughs> right he's about to cry <laughs> And this is the same woman, you know, again, from Civil War, but also the one that helped him, like, unbrainwash. So they have mm-hmm. they have a bit of relationship, you know what I mean? So there's a bit of a betrayal in the fact that she healed him and helped him back to mental health, obviously helped him with his arm and everything else, and she harbored the fact that, no, nah, at any time I could have deactivated you. <laughs> right. They eventually calmed down enough to realize that Zemo had slipped out during the fighting. He basically pulled what Sam Wilson called an El Chapo. (laughs) (laughs) He went to the bathroom and slipped to the sewers. They left, and Captain America's like, they didn't even have powers. Right. (laughs) (laughs) 
getting so upset. And later on, him, a butthurt Captain super America. Soldiers. They weren't even super. So later on, Battlestar and Captain America are having a conversation. Captain America asked Battlestar, you know, if you had a chance to take the serum, would you? And then Battlestar, hell without yeah. hesitation, hell yeah. And he's like, you wouldn't be worried it'd make you crazy or anything? He goes, he was like, I figure, you know, it just augments what's already there. And I was like, don't take it, Captain America. Mm-hmm. Don't take the serum. Somewhere off camera, he takes it because Carly calls Falcon's sister, threatens her, and then gives Falcon location to meet Carly. They meet. Captain America somehow finds out where they're all at, shows up. Shit goes south real fast. They're all fighting. And then in the fighting, Mm -hmm. you realize that Captain America's already taken the serum. And they're all like, well, we'll deal with that shit later. Because, like, he throws his shield into a wall and it, like, gets stuck there. And it's like... That, that was kind of like, that was like, eh, that could still, because I was still like, maybe he took, but then he kicks the guy like down a full flight of stairs and he like slams to the wall like the shield. And I was like, yeah, yeah he took it. He took yeah. it. <laughs> and uh, during the fighting, they're all kind of kicking each other's ass. And then at one point things get real serious and then Battlestar gets thrown into a wall. And basically I thought he was either paralyzed or killed, but it looks like he was killed because yeah. Captain America goes to like, huh, 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 and he just goes nuts. Right. Mm-hmm. And Winter Soldier and Falcon, they go chasing after Carly. And then Captain America just leaps out of a window and just sees one of them. Not even the dude that actually killed Battlestar, just one of them. Right. In fact, I don't think it was... Was it Carly that killed Battlestar? Yeah, I think so. I think so, too. But she she had a mask on, so I wasn't 100% sure. But yeah. And he goes chasing down one of the super soldiers in a public square. And this is close to where the episode ends. He gets him cornered. The guy's laying like on the ground, his hands up. You know, he's laying on his back. He's like, I didn't kill him. I didn't kill him. And then Captain America just takes his shield and just caves this dude's chest in, like beats him repeatedly. There's blood everywhere. I was like, holy crap, this is violent. Yeah. And then you got that crazy, crazy shot of blood on the shield. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. When he picked it back up. Wow. He even had a slight. Yeah. He even had a slight grin on his face. And then at Mm -hmm. one point he licked the blood off the shield. Did he? No, that didn't happen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but still, it was but bad. I that part. Shit. <clears throat> no, he might as well have, though. Oh, my God. It hey, looked he really enjoyed it. And basically, this is uh, showing you just how unlike Steve he is. Because if you remember in Civil War, Steve had the chance mm-hmm. to do that to Tony. Mm-hmm. And he just decided not to. <laughs> yeah. And dipped. Well, like, yeah. Same no. same little shield, ba- shield bash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. It was, it was, it was, that was a good that was a great episode no it was it was it ended on a banger and i was just like whoa hold up crap right we got two more left two more so i'm thoroughly enjoying the show i'm so pleasantly surprised i know we had talked about it before the show came out and i was like ah, i don't know how it's gonna work but everybody in it is great mm-hmm. you know what i hate even before this episode Wyatt Russell had to shut off his Instagram because of all that harassment he was getting. Yeah. Like, I, it, it, you feel like it doesn't need to be said, but there are people that are just so dumb. Mm-hmm. Like, he's an actor, guys. If you hate him, he's doing his job well. You should be congratulating him. Right. Wyatt Russell is making this show for me alongside Falcon and Winter Soldier. Like, they're mm-hmm. all great. I like how much I hate this guy because it's really getting me invested in the show, right? Exactly. I would. I mean, Marvel has a problem with villains, and you finally get a villain that's really decent and complex, and you're like, eh, I'm gonna go and harass him in human. real life, and also, yeah, 
Oh, well, not anymore, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, start off human, for sure. But yeah, it's just... Whew, I don't know how these last two episodes are going to go, but one, stop harassing Wyatt Russell. He's a national treasure. And mm. two... <laughs> uh, and two, I'm, I'm just so excited, man. I don't know. I... Uh, there's not a whole lot of speculation in this like there was in the previous show. I mean, you could speculate about mutants and, and uh, right. Magipore. And, you know, There's the almost fact- no need to. Yeah. It's just let the show happen. Exactly. No, I'm excited to see how it plays out. So far, it's just it's given us gold every single week. So we'll follow up with episode five next week. I hope you guys will check that out. Let's go ahead and on this video game podcast. <laughs> Talk about video games <laughs> i always say it's a video game podcast but we never seem to talk about video games until like a half hour in right. <laughs> hopefully people don't don't hate on that too much there's some folks that listen to it some casuals that listen to it for you know stuff other than video games so yeah and guys uh, in this day and age there's not a lot of gaming news okay so we gotta we gotta give you something i got i gotta tell you the the gaming news this, this week was light but before we get into that let's talk about what we've been playing what you've been playing this week Derek? so i've been playing xenoblade chronicles definitive edition mm-hmm. and i popped in persona 5 strikers for a little bit again Woo-hoo! finally yeah i just so happened to be downstairs in the living room because it's clean mm-hmm. and <laughs> that helps and uh actually on the third jail i defeated the warden so I'm ready to send the calling card. And yeah, you're right. Like this, what happened was really fucked up and I can see why she was acting the way she is. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to get into heavy spoilers, but I think it's funny. The game kind of splits after the first three monarchs. So you think you're getting used to this formula and you think it's going to persist for the rest of the, of the show. Experience. Yeah, yeah. Hold on. Hold on a second. What's up? Ben? Okay. I, I want to go on vacation, but yeah, we need money. <laughs> you need money. You got a penny. <laughs> You gonna go save that penny? Oh, okay. All right. I want to go on vacation, but we need money. <laughs> he, he he shows me a penny. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, I have a penny, so we're gonna use that money for vacation. <laughs> yeah. All right, buddy. Okay, where, where, where was I? Oh yeah. The first three parts of the game, or the first three jails, I should say, follow that formula, and then the back half of the game actually changes it up. So if you haven't already gotten to Osaka, what I think, which I think, which you, no, you haven't yet. No. That's your next destination. You're gonna see things switch up, which is good because I was, it was starting to kind of get old. It yeah. wasn't that it was getting old; it was that the characters kept acting like it was new, which pissed me off. <laughs> like if the third jail, they're all like, "How are we gonna get to those cages when there's a thing in the way?" Wait, do you think that these cages are the key to unlocking the... I wonder how we're going to get past the... uh, Is this a warden that blocks their memories, you think? Wow, I can't believe this person had some sort of trauma that made them into a monarch. Yeah, it's just like, for fuck's sake, guys. (laughs) I mean, come on. This game could be shorter. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm just saying. Like, I love... The dialogue and the story, for the most part, is great. But they're really animating up the anime side of it this time around. I think way more than previous games, mm-hmm. in my humble opinion. But uh, other than that, it's still enjoyable. I, I don't want to sound like I'm complaining on it too much. But yeah, the back half kind of changes things up. You're starting to get more of the mystery of Medici. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or Medice, if you want to say it correctly. Medici. Whatever. Medici. And it gets really interesting. So I'm excited to hear what you have to think about that or what your opinion is on that. I, myself, on Persona 5 Strikers, I am either midway or close to the end of the sixth dungeon, and there's seven total in the game. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, you've been playing, playing. Oh, yeah, I'm a playing, playing, baby. I mean, well, I haven't, though. That's the thing. I oh. <laughs> I only play two hours. I play four hours a week. Okay. Now, what I do 
here's where I cheat on that. You know you have that those side quests that are just go here, kill X amount of shadows? Yeah. I do those types of side quests. Not, not the overworld side quests, but those types of side quests. Grinding and leveling up all off camera. Oh, okay. That way, when I start my new episode, I can just blitz through the gym. And again, the funny thing is, you would think grinding would give you an edge in this game, but it doesn't. Yeah, I, I, it I doesn't. started off on hard because it felt easy, and I quickly switched to normal because the bosses hand you your ass. <laughs> <laughs> right. But yeah, I play on normal, and the game is still challenging. It does a really good job of balancing the game by making you suffer terribly for mistakes. Mm-hmm. So you still have to mind your P's and Q's. Yeah, leveling up helps you a little bit. When I got to the sixth jail, I hadn't done the side quests to unlock portions in the shop that allow you to buy better equipment. So I was under-equipped. Mm-hmm. And I was getting my ass kicked a little bit. Like, I was still able to hang, right? But I was like, ooh, it's been a while since I actually had to grind. Because sometimes in between episodes, I don't grind at all. I may right. do a couple of the side quests, and that's it, because it just doesn't feel like I need to. And then other times... The difficulty starts to ramp up again. I'm like, okay, I gotta grind. Right. <laughs> so, you'll, you, but grinding is fun. Grinding, grinding, grinding. So I find it really fun to grind in the game because you're not just working for levels. You're also working for persona points so that Joker can do fusions. You're also working for bond points so you can put stuff into like the bond abilities. Right. Mm-hmm. And I actually finally have bond experience maxed out, which makes me feel good. Dope. So now I get the most amount of bond experience, not my actual bond experience bar, but I mean like the amount that you gain, Right. that, that ability is maxed out. So I'm not okay. losing anything when I grind, which is nice. Awesome. But yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to doing that spoiler cast with you. I'll probably just the way the game is going, like that's the rate and the speed at which it's going and I'm approaching the end. I'm thinking I'll probably be done in two weeks, maybe another four episodes, three or four episodes. OK, I honestly might just start blitzing through it. Yeah. And like skipping side quests and stuff. I mean, the side quests don't take that long, though, dude. You really wouldn't have to, to skip them, to be honest. No, I, I know, but I just just a, just a forecast. Okay. I got to right. do my focus. He's like, okay, when well you get your ass kicked. <laughs> well, do this at least. We talked about this last week, I think, but make sure you at least do the side quest from the party members when they're like, I want to eat a special type of ramen or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, talk to everybody in the overworld map to get those quests. And then, as far as the Lavenza stuff and the extra secret hard bosses that kind of pop up throughout, like those shadows that kick your ass that, you know, they warn you about approaching. Yeah. And the go here with this character, kill this amount of enemies this way. You can always go back and do those. So if you right. want to skip those, I think that'd be fine. But at least don't skip the overworld because you never get those back. Right. But yeah, no, I'm having a great time with it. So what what else did you play besides Persona 5? Uh, Xenoblade. Just a little bit of Xenoblade. Not a ton? Yeah, not a ton. Okay. Cool. Cool. Well, I got into a few games this week. I didn't actually get to do Monday Night Brawl, which made me sad. I had... <laughs> Major computer issues. I was going to play Double Dragon Neon on my PlayStation 3 for funsies. And I just could not get it to work for whatever reason. And unfortunately, I started too close to the deadline. Not thinking to test it out. Thinking it would be fine. It was Mm -hmm. probably an HDCP problem. But I couldn't figure out how to adjust it like I can on PS4 and PS5. And I've streamed for my PS3 before. So I know I can do it. But for whatever reason, it wasn't working for me. And it was like... 15 minutes into when I was supposed to start by the time I gave up, and I was like, fine. <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah. 
I, I put in comments and stuff for anybody that was showing up to watch me. I don't usually get a ton of regular viewers on Monday nights, though, so hopefully it was fine. Okay, cool. Friday Night Frights, I had to start a new game, and since we talked to Mo so much about Little Nightmares last week, I decided to go ahead and start Little Nightmares. What sucked is it was on sale at GOG for like three bucks or something stupid. Mm-hmm. And I saw that. I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to pop into GOG and buy it. And then I think it was like Thursday when I was like, well, I should probably really go into GOG and buy it by now because it that sale probably isn't going to last forever. And I go in, it was back up to full price. It was like 30 Dang. bucks or something. I was like, no. So, And then I went to Steam and it wasn't on sale and it wasn't on sale on consoles. And I found this like, not shady site, but one of those Steam <laughs> key sites where you're like, where did you get the Steam key? Right, <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't ask too many questions. I researched the site itself to make sure it was legit, and the only thing it said was sometimes we're not so hundred, we're not hundred percent sure where they get these Steam keys. <laughs> and I was like, fine. And I ended up paying like around four or five bucks to get a key to play it. So, nope. Yeah, I figured since it was legit on sale, you know, for less than that very recently, I felt not as bad about buying it for that cheap. Right. So hopefully. Don't come get me, Feds. Anyway. <laughs> Feds watching. Oof. Yeah. I had mentioned to Mo that it looked a lot like Limbo to me, and it plays a lot like Limbo, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a 2.5D type of game, and you play as this. I didn't know it was a little girl until I researched it after my first episode. There's a little girl named Six, and she she suffers from, like, debilitating hunger pains. Oh. And so she, wa- she walks around trying to escape, like, this prison, and the sense of scale and scope is all warped. Like, she's really tiny. Like, she, it opens with her sleeping on a, a suitcase. But, like, it's giant. Like, the suitcase is bed-sized, right? Mm. And there are other creatures in the world that are much bigger. And there are, like, big props. She mentioned, like, you know, the hanging imagery. I did go across some hanging legs and a chair. And the chair was gigantic. And, like, she had to, like, scoot across the floor, like, barely, just so she could reach a door handle. So that's what we're working wow. with here. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, it w- there was tense moments, though. There are these leeches that can insta-kill you. There's a lot of things that can insta-kill you, kind of like Limbo with the spider and stuff like that. There's right. this long-armed janitor man who's blind, and he breathes really heavily, and he tries to kidnap children. And at one point, because you're so hungry, he, like, puts some food in a cage and, like, tricks you into going there and eating it and locks you up. And then you kind of have to break out of the cage and escape him. And right now, I've, I still think I'm in the section of the game where I'm trying to get away from him from level to level. Mm-hmm. So... It's fun, though. I have yeah. to admit, I'm having... I've played a, a little bit of it, and yeah. I was like, okay, I yeah. can get behind this. Yeah, I'm, I'm having a good time with it. So I, I plan on playing that again next week, and then I plan on, once I finish Little Nightmares, probably getting into Little Nightmares too. So if you see it on sale and I don't, let me know. I'm going to try to keep an eye on the price, see if I can snag it for something decent. Okay, because I know it, it was uh, 20 bucks at GameStop like last week or something. It might still be. Yeah, yeah, I might, I might go ahead and pick it up then, but... um. But yeah, I'm playing it on Steam right now, and I'm having a ball with it, so I'll continue doing that. Let's see. I kept playing Resident Evil 4 even after I finished the stream. I was playing, like, Assignment Ada, and I went back through on, like, a professional run-through on the Mm. game. Is it raining? Yeah. Holy crap, dude. Yeah, it's raining bad. It's, like, really loud. There might be some way we can can get past that. No worries. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you're just playing a lot of extra bits of resident evil and having a good time with that not much really to say about it other than i love it (laughs) like i kind of can't wait for the remake i want to see what they do with it but i got a lot further in shadow hearts and i got a lot more of the plot unlocked 
there's this kind of demon sage called Dehuai who's trying to get this invocation done and he needs Alice, one of the main characters, to do it. And he tried it like maybe 20 years ago and failed. And the main character's father foiled him in his attempt. And there's all this stuff going on. It's it's actually kind of decent. It still takes every opportunity to perv out on its women characters, which just, mm-hmm. I just, oh, okay. <laughs> right. But the gameplay remains solid, and the story is interesting enough to string me along, so I'll probably eventually beat that and uh, okay. maybe Dope. even try some of the sequels. I still haven't found Covenant for a reasonable price. Yeah. Covenant is the second game, right? Yeah. Okay. And I heard that Covenant and the third game don't have, they don't lean as much into the horror as the first game does. Yeah. So maybe it's a moot point. Maybe I don't really even want to play Covenant. Maybe. Yeah. Woo, it's raining outside. It is. <laughs> you know what? We're gonna leave the the rain in. We're gonna. It's gonna be the quiet storm. Yeah. Player the quiet two is. Storm. Player two has entered the quiet storm. <laughs> we're gonna give you. We're we're gonna start speaking really softly and uh-huh. close to the mic, and yeah. we're gonna help you fall asleep to our discussions of video games and things. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Before I get into the Nuzlocke this week, because unfortunately there's not a there's not a ton to say, because I'm still doing the the grinding left over holdover from when I was doing last week. Yeah, there was a game I discovered today when I was looking at some of the the gaming news. <laughs> so we talked about Little Nas X last week, right? Yep. He released a browser game called Twerk Hero. <laughs> you can play this game right now if you want. It's at Montero Call Me By Your dot name. <laughs> All right. And basically, you take your mouse cursor and you left click and hold his ass and you move it around to twerk his butt. And it's like a rhythm game. You have to twerk at the incoming uh, diamonds or whatever they are <laughs> and while while Montero plays. Right. So, yeah. Okay. It's, it's funny. Now? It's called Montero Call Me By Your Dot Name. The, the game is called Twerk Hero. Okay. I'm, the, I'm just about to look up Twerk Hero on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> watch somebody else play it. <laughs> I gotta tell you, it, it it's a browser game, so you can immediately start playing it. It's a lot funner, I think, if you're the one twerking his butt. <laughs> right. But it's so stupid. Anyway, so I played that this week. <laughs> and then the Pokemon Diamond. Gra- Hold on, I'm sorry. This thing said, grab the booty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and- <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. It's going to start blaring that song on your ear. Too. Grab the booty and hit the incoming temptations. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Coming by your name. Yeah, now that song's stuck in my head, too. Oh, hell no. Twerk that ass. Are those butt plugs? They might. Diamond butt plugs? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this is such a bad game. <laughs> oh man! Props to him though. That's, He's having uh, too much fun with dropping that single, man. Man. Oh my god. Anyways, Pokemon. T- <laughs> on to something a little more wholesome. Pokemon Diamond Butt Plug Nuzlocke. <laughs> yeah. Actually, to evangelicals, the two topics we're about to talk about are equally as satanic. On to satanic Pokemon. Mm. <laughs> so. I continued training on Route 213, and I basically didn't stop until my whole team was level 30 to 35. Mm-hmm. And my gold bat, Nips, actually evolved into a crow bat. Nips. And <laughs> my Buizel, Judas, evolved into a Floatzel. 
And Buddy is still a Badoo, but that's because Buddy evolves with friendship, and I just got Buddy, so All what right. are you going to do? And I continued along a beach to a beachside hotel called Hotel Grand Lake. And I hopped inside. They said they were all booked up, but they healed my Pokemon. And when I popped out the backside of the main hotel, it's the hotel is built of all these individual condominium buildings. And mm-hmm. it's a long route to 13. So when I stopped playing this week, I was just hopping into the buildings and talking to people and, you know, looking for items and trainers to battle, that type of thing. So, again, I didn't have a whole lot to do this week because I spent uh, several hours. That's the one thing I really don't like about older Pokemon games, and they kind of fix with Pokemon Go, Mm -hmm. is, although I think Sword and Shield kind of, again, pulled it back a little bit. Because, correct me if I'm wrong. In Sword and Shield, when you have one Pokemon in battle, the rest of the Pokemon don't level up unless they participate in the battle, right? No, they all get experience share. Oh, they do? Oh, yeah, yeah. there's experience share. Okay. Well, that, that's kind of what I liked about Pokemon Go is because you get experience with catching Pokemon and battling them, and the whole team gets experience. Mm-hmm. Well, in the, when the original game, you have experience share, but it's only carried by one Pokemon. Right. And it wasn't until, I think, black and white they allowed you to toggle it to let other, I, I, again, to kind of upgrade it. But just leveling up just takes forever. Yeah, and it, it definitely, the newer games respect your time more. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And the thing is, I could have cheated on this Nuzlocke and just exclusively used Monfernape. I mm-hmm. could have. Because that's how I used to do it. Old school Pokemon games, you start with like the original games. If you just without fail stick to your starter and use only that pokemon you can power over level just by sure virtue of using it for every single battle mm-hmm. and even on a type disadvantage it could pretty much kill everything in the game yeah save for <laughs> maybe the elite four but even then i i'm pretty sure in the earlier games like all the way up to like gen three and up through gen three i think i could finish all of them including the elite four and the champion with just one pokemon yeah you know Don't which is why Nuzlocke was born because it was a way to augment the difficulty. But I decided to do the Nuzlocke legit and actually use proper Pokemon, which means I'm splitting my experience, which means that I do actually have to grind. And this is the part that I avoided for a reason. (laughs) (laughs) So next week I should have, I'm going to call this episode or part (laughs) (laughs) 5.1. Next, next week I should have a full on part six. So we'll, uh, we'll get there when we get there. We're, uh, we're getting on in the episode, though. I think we actually were able to fill the time, even though we didn't have a whole lot of gaming news, and that is good. But let's get to gaming news. I got a couple of things to pop off. Not major news this week, but things you may want to be on your radar. So okay. I'll, uh, I'll let you know what mine are. You let me know what yours are, and we'll, we'll go from there. So okay. I got just two bits of news this week. A lot of people may have seen it. E3 is coming back this year. Cool. And it's the first time they canceled it last year, I believe. So we, we were just a year off, right? Because it was on the year before, correct? Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Want to make sure. E3's been on the decline for a while, so I couldn't remember if it was coronavirus or another reason that people stopped going. But it was definitely coronavirus, obviously, last year. Right. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. You mentioned this earlier, and I want to make sure I heard you right. Sony is still not going to go to E3 this year, correct? Right. Right. Microsoft and Nintendo. Yeah. Microsoft uh, and Nintendo are attending. Honestly, I'm not sure. I don't think. I don't know, man. E3 just might be dead. Hmm. This might be the last, like, E3. Yeah, because it's not just about the format, but it's about the venue and the way that people mm-hmm. handle it. I mean, remember, they had that massive information leak for journalist information and developer information. Yeah. They, they've had a lot of controversy over the years. And again, 
people are finding that it's just as effective to release directs and state of plays, right? Mm-hmm. And whatever else you want to call them than it is to actually go spend a ton of money to do like a physical show or whatever that only journalists are going to show up to, which would report right. on you either way. Right. We'll keep a close eye on developments. E3 could still be a hub for some news this year. So obviously we're going to cover it and kind of bring back, you know, our thoughts and impressions on it. If E3 dies or this ends up being the last E3, I'm not going to cry any tears for it. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'm kind of upset that I never got to go to one. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, I think I'll be all right. <laughs> yeah. And there are other video game related expos that are a little bit less cynical than E3 that are still going that we can go to eventually. So mm-hmm. maybe if we get really huge, we'll start making it. We'll have a booth at PAX. <laughs> yeah. Or go to Tokyo Game Show. Player 2 has entered the booth. <laughs> <laughs> also this week exclusivity for final fantasy 7 remake ends all right meaning xbox yeah PC. yeah xbox and pc i say nintendo switch but let's wait till that pro comes out because it's still right. a beefy boy he's big mm-hmm. he's a big beefy boy it's too big i don't know if that's gonna fit on a cart but unless then again, they want to do three fit on a cart so. it did i mean unless they want to do like streaming you know like they did with control yeah maybe hmm Anything's possible. Mm, I'm glad more people will get to play it, though. Yeah, yeah. If if Switch is your only option, it's cool that they're working really hard to provide you those options. Because it's not like they make a ton of money from it. Because, again, I have access to play Witcher 3 on anything. And for me, PC is probably the best. But that's not my most comfortable gaming setup. So I like to rock it on PS4 or eventually PS5. That's where right. I, I would recommend it. So, All right. What do you got going on this week for gaming news? Okay, so there have been some reports about first-party titles in Sony's lineup. Developer Ben Studio pitched Days Gone 2 to Sony, and they rejected it. So mm. as of now, Days Gone 2 is not happening. Mm. It could be that they're literally like canceling the project, or they're just going to wait, or wait for a better pitch, or I don't know. But Sony says that Ben Studio is now working on a new game that will be part of a brand new franchise. So mm-hmm. looks like Days Gone 2 is Days Gone. It's long gone. I'm going to work on that one. But yeah, uh, yeah man, it's kind of sad. I only played it for a little bit, and it was it was fine. You know, I, I don't I, find I it just, sad. I wasn't, I wasn't into it. Yeah, really. I was going to say, I don't find it sad. I wasn't into it either. I'm not going to cry tears over a game that basically no one really dug. Because, again, they have the numbers. They gave it away for free on PS Plus and then again for that collection for PS5. Yeah. If people really wanted to play it, they'd be playing it. And they would have the data to support, okay, enough people would probably be interested in a sequel. They had a little bit of hype before with their whole zombie wave mechanic or whatever. But it really just didn't play out too well in the story. And I played it and enjoyed it okay, too. But, again, it didn't blow my mind, and I didn't finish it. So, obviously, it wasn't that great. Right. Yeah. So, other news from the Sony camp. Apparently, there is a Last of Us remake in development for PS5. Okay. And I'm just like, really, Sony? (laughs) Mm. Is this, you already got a remaster on PS4. The game came out in 2013. It's not even 10 years old yet. Mm-hmm. It's already getting a remake. The execs at Sony think you don't want to play old games because they look like garbage. <laughs> right, but here here, here go your... And, and speaking on that, man, I, I really think that there, there's no way Sony doesn't come out with some sort of backwards compatibility at this point, closing down all these stores. They need to. Like they, <laughs> I think it's just they... It was, using, it, it was taking too much money to keep these stores open. They're like, we're going to put all our 
all the money that we were putting into that into putting them on the PS5 because it makes no sense not to. I hope it'll literally just print money, but who knows what Sony's thinking. I hope if they actually do put it all on PS5, I hope if you already have the license for the game on Vita or PS3 or PSP that it carries over and they don't pull a fucking Nintendo. Because mm-hmm. Nintendo is really bad about you buying a game and then them releasing the same exact version of that game on a different system being like, buy it again, stupid. Right. Don't you want to play it on new stuff? But traditionally, <laughs> Sony's been pretty cool about that. Traditionally, you buy a game on PS3, you automatically get the Vita version or automatically get the PSP version, you know, depending yeah. on what type of game it is. Mm-hmm. You know, they're really good about like cross-platform among their own in-house platforms. Right. We'll have to see. Yeah, so. so I don't know why they're doing it. <laughs> I know why they're doing it, because money, but Jesus, Last of Us remake already. Yeah, I don't Am know I if I would buy go it? for that. No. No, I'm, I'm not going to. I don't need to play that game again. I've already. Right. I don't need to cry anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it would be nice if we if they were actually working on Last of Us 3. That would that would be nice. Right, or Take another those... Uncharted game that was apparently canceled. Oh, man, that's canceled too, huh? Yeah. Yikes. Well, hasn't that story kind of run its course? I mean, yeah, but... Well, if you played The Lost Legacy with uh, Chloe and... Uh, what was the... Nadine. But I haven't... Okay, I haven't yeah, played the game Her, myself. Nadine, and Sam was actually in that game as well. Mm-hmm. And they kind of hinted at more adventures with them, kind of spin-off style. So oh, okay. I, I definitely, so I definitely wouldn't mind it. series with different characters. I got you. Yeah, I definitely okay. wouldn't mind it. Okay, okay. Cool. But cool. yeah, cool. we got some more Final Fantasy news. Final Fantasy yeah. VII Advent Children Complete is getting a 4K... Dobe mm-hmm. release. Nice. And that's pretty awesome. It kind of sucks for the people that were scrambling to buy the Blu-ray mm-hmm. <laughs> when uh, the remake came out because the Blu-ray is selling for like 60 bucks. Or something oh, yeah. Crazy. I think I have the DVD. I don't have the Blu-ray because I got it when it first came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that that's a it's a real dope Final Fantasy movie. Like the story is nonsense, but the fights are amazing. And that's what yeah. that's really kind of what we're here for. So. Yeah, but the last bit of gaming news, man, like we said, it was really light this week. Streets of Rage 4 is getting a Mr. X Nightmare DLC. Mm-hmm. And if you're regular listeners of the show, you know that me and Mike have played and beaten Streets of Rage 4, and it was a really good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's there's going to be three new playable characters, uh, one of which is Estelle, who was the female police officer that was chasing you, your characters throughout the game. Mm-hmm. And there's also going to be some new moves. They look really dope, and I can't wait to... I might actually jump into it. Like, I'm not big on DLC. Like, I don't like buying DLC at all. But depending on the price and what I hear about it, I might, I might pick it up. And we might go ahead and uh, bust through it one time. I am down to clown with that game anytime, man. Certainly. Yeah. We need to play more online multiplayer. I have, I struggle I with getting people online. I'm yeah, like, well, I... play, play online with me. Literally, <laughs> I'm... Like, I want to play online. I really do, but... Most of the time, I'm just in a mood where I'm not with it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm no, just I not understand. With it. Or I'm busy. I'm just like, Ugh, we need to like, on. we need to take action though and make a point to play a specific time slot. Just set it aside to play online. We got to get it in. It's like a muscle. When you start exercising it, it'll be easier to get back into it. Because I agree with you. It's so easy to just be like, eh, I made right. plans, but I could also break them. Let's break the plans. <laughs> Let's break these plans, bitches. There's nothing that feels better than like having plans and then going, oh, you, we can't tonight? Cool. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Although lately with this whole pandemic thing, if I had plans to go out and it was everybody involved was vaccinated and then they canceled those plans, I'd probably die. <laughs> like, no, I need to no. go out, please. No. Whoa. I'm actually getting my first 
dose of vaccination next week, by the way. Sweet. Sweet. Yeah, my wife just had her second, so she's good. My in-laws, her parents, are already vaccinated. And then me and my younger brother-in-law, Jonathan, both of us are getting our vaccinations. So the only person left in our bubble would be Ben. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so. Vicky's getting hers at the end of the month because she actually is going back to school, like classes, mm. in-person classes. Okay. And they require you to do it. So Yeah. Well, good. Yeah, so she's doing that, and I'm going to get mine scheduled here soon. And I think we've waited long enough, you know. Yeah, no, I'm actually really excited to be able to get out and see people and not have to worry about, you know, a life-threatening disease being caught by me or, more importantly, spread my me to others. Because Mm -hmm. even after my whole pod gets vaccinated, I'm not going to just go visit somebody who's not vaccinated because I'm going to be out here in these streets. I don't want to spread it around to people that are vulnerable. So I'm going to do my best. And I think that's something that people should remember. You know, continue to wear your masks because you don't know in, in public because you don't know who's vaccinated. And if you're visiting with people and you're fully vaccinated, don't be like a U.S. senator and go, well, I'm vaccinated, so I don't know what you're going to do. Right. Be considerate of others. Find out if they've had theirs. And if they haven't, maybe hold off. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. So we made right. it this far. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's close out strong, guys. Let's close out strong. Speaking of closing out strong, I got a question I need to ask you. I've been thinking about it all week, Derek. I just got to know this week. What you feeling? I am feeling some more stuff on HBO Max. You know me, I've been on the DC train. Last week it was Doom Patrol. I think the mm-hmm. week before that it was Harley Quinn. This week it is Young Justice Season 3. Man, you are just blazing through these shows. I really am, man. I, I'm, I'm. No wonder you ain't got no time to play online. Bruh. Busted. <laughs> like, I'm literally, like, staying up till 1 a.m. watching. Wow episode like the first night that i started watching i watched like seven episodes that's cool i'm really happy that you're finding all these really cool shows that's great man yeah yeah it's really like and i I love american animation when it's good (laughs) you know like avatar and young justice they're like top notch so yeah it's really dope young justice was a series that started oh i think it was like 2010 or something and it it got two seasons and then it was canceled Mm. and then it finally came back like two years ago and I'm just now getting around to see it, so it's it's really dope, man. So Young Justice Season 3, you're feeling it, and it holds up. Yeah, it does. It holds up. There's some shoehorning of some social stuff in there, which is kind of mm. like, eh, okay, well, let's move on. Yeah, but I hate it when it's not as organic, you know what I mean? It's like, definitely not. I definitely love social justice. Sense8 was like that. Do you remember Sense8? I started watching the first episode, and I was like, wow, so much sex. Oh. Yeah, I like the sex part. No, no, it's definitely a very sexy show. But the thing that bothered me is they introduce this really interesting concept, and they just they take forever to get to it. Mm -hmm. Like they show what what kind of like uh, eight people around the world are psychically linked, and they can use each other's skills. Blah blah blah. But let's just get into their boring day to day. Right. (laughs) I'm like, no, get to the thing. But the thing that bothered me about it is sometimes they would have scenes that were very powerful. Because these people are all around the world, you have people from different walks of life. And just to give you a couple examples, there's a guy in Mexico who is a famous actor, and he's gay. And if he were to come out, it would ruin his career. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's juggling that. And there's a woman, I think she's in England. I can't remember where, the, where this particular woman is, but she's a trans woman. And she's just struggling with acceptance in the LGBTQ community because there mm-hmm. are some gays who are mad at her for being trans, but also being with a woman. Like, it's a really complicated, weird thing, but it's mm-hmm. a thing, right. you know, so like you're getting into the drama of that. 
there is a cop from Chicago. There's um, a DJ that's like traveling the world. I think she's originally from the Netherlands. There's like all these different characters. There's there's a woman in like Hong Kong, or maybe she's in Korea. She's either in China or Korea, but she is in a male dominated space, and like she has like a family company. And they, they, no one like really treats her like she has any kind of capability or agency, and she struggles with that. Mm-hmm. She's also like she moonlights as like a Muay Thai fighter. Like, nope. She kicks a lot of ass. <laughs> Tony Jai. Yeah, there's this guy from Africa who's like struggling to do his own business. He has like a, a bus where he carts people around. I think it's like the Van Dam bus. He's like a fan of Jean Claude Van Dam. Mm, wow. <laughs> he, he he runs into like gangs and stuff out there and has a hard time with that. Sometimes they show the social just moments really poignantly and they really humanize it and make you empathize. And other times they just beat you over the head with it. It's mm-hmm. very uneven how they distribute that. So, yeah, that yeah. bothers me whenever a show wants to go for that. But it feels a little bit pandery. And you're like, yeah, and, and, and like, and yeah, and like this show, it's like the there's a character and I'm going to try and avoid spoilers in case anybody hasn't seen it. OK, but it's just she's a girl. But mm. her whole situation is extremely weird and only applies to her. And she's like, you know, I don't really know what I am. I wouldn't really consider myself a girl or a boy. I'm just I'm just me. Yeah. And I was like, OK, <laughs> like yeah. I get it. But the instance of her situation so is, is so fucking it's so fucking fantastical. Yeah, so she's co-opting that, non-binary language to explain her. Mutant yeah, her, her existence. Yeah. Like I said, it's so fucking fantastical that I yeah. don't know it. I don't know who would really resonate with it. But then again, like I don't have to deal with that. So you know, the worst part about that is, is she probably could be a non-binary icon if she didn't telegraph it, right? Because there are a lot of people like that. There's a lot of ambiguous gender in media that just exists, and they don't really call a whole lot of attention to it. Like, see, we're woke. Yeah. And it will get co-opted or adopted by that particular community and become beloved. You know, unfortunately, there's a lot of trans people that really love Harry Potter. So the author being what she is, being a turf, that kind of sucks. But yeah, right. That's when it when it goes the other direction, <laughs> when mm-hmm. they're just like really telegraphing hard. We no, we don't want that. Uh, I don't know the struggle. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm glad I mean, you enjoy the show. Yeah, yeah, it's a great show. It's yeah. a great show. Well, this week. I am feeling something that I actually discovered this week. Yay, I didn't have All to actually right. search for it and go to an old YouTube show. It is a YouTube channel, though. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's a pretty cool one. So I, I told you, I think last week, that I was watching a lot of different random videos, people highlighting different stuff to find on the PlayStation Network before it goes. Uh-huh. And I think that's how I, these guys got in my algorithm. But it's a channel run by a couple of British chaps, I think. Okay. And it's called Triple Jump. All one word. Okay. And Triple Jump does a lot of different videos, but the thing that got me really interested in them is the unique way that they research and display their lists. They'll go ranking every X from worst to best. And the first video I saw of theirs was ranking every Resident Evil game from worst to best. And you're thinking, okay, that's like a top 10, right? No. Right, no, it's like it's 85. Every, yeah, exactly. <laughs> And, I mean, they do cut out some that, you know, like if they're remakes or whatever, like they'll, or and the remakes aren't that different. Like the remake, obviously, of the original Resident Evil is different enough to where they can change that out. But right. like re-releases in HD and stuff like that, they'll, you know. So, but yeah, there was enough where I was watching it for like a good hour. And it was wow. actually really interesting, the, the list they put together. And then another one I saw that was almost two hours was ranking every single console from worst to best. 
Damn. And it was like 90-something entries in the list. Wow. And they even lumped the entire first generation of consoles together. So you know how, like, the Magnavox Odyssey is considered to be the first ever console, the one that played Pong? Uh-huh. Everything that came out around that time, they lumped in with it. And they still had 90-something entries. <laughs> That's That's crazy. insane, dude. Yeah. So I felt like I learned a ton from this channel, to be honest. And they did the same thing with ranking handhelds. And they've got, you know, worst ever list and best ever list. But I like the fact that they order things from worst to best. Because you get progressively better as you go. And you can see how things evolve. Even if it's jumping from 1984 to 2002 to 1993 to 2006. You know, like... They're going all over the timeline, obviously, but it's just cool to see, I guess, the history of this medium that we love so much. And they do a really good job in researching, like a really good job. Some of the stuff that they spoke about, I've been knee deep, neck deep. I've been immersed in gaming culture for decades. And some of the stuff they mentioned in this channel, I've never heard of. Wow. So, yeah, it's good to learn. It's always cool to learn new stuff about your hobby. Exactly, exactly. So Triple Jump did that for me. Maybe it'll do that for you guys. That is what I am feeling this week. All right, cool. You know what else I'm feeling? Mm, feeling a swell of energy. Swell of energy. It's like a triumphant return. It's like it's been two weeks since I was able to ask you for a challenge. It's time for the Derek X Mike Anime Challenge. And this week, we are watching Berserk. Episode 22 in Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, episode 60. Woo! Make it in there. All right. We got two more episodes of this show left of the Derek X Mike Anime Challenge after this. We're getting down to the wire. So, Derek, I have to ask you Berserk, episode 22. Was it hype? It was super hype and weird as fuck. <laughs> oh, I love it. Tell me <laughs> it all about was it. Super weird. Okay, so. We start out Griffiths in his dungeon and he's just all literally it's all darkness. All we see is his helmet and his eyes. And then he's looking towards the wall and he's just contemplating on his life and he's looking towards the wall. And then one of the bricks on the wall or stones pushes out and these weird little baby demonic creatures start crawling out. And they're like talking to Griffith. They're like, our prince. He's just come to see you before. Oh, he is tripping balls. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, is he tripping balls? Or is this actually happening? Because this is this is weird. And they're like, we've come to see you. And then he looks into the endless abyss where the stone was. And there's like four shadowy figures. And they're saying, we are your kingsmen. We will meet you in another world. And yeah, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be bitches. And it's going to be... <laughs> And then we move over to Guts, Casca, Pippin, and yeah. Judo. They're on their way. They're looking for the entrance to the tower so they can rescue Griffith. Okay. They find it, and it looks like the princess sent two of her handmaidens to them in order to help them find Griffith. Mm-hmm. And they go down to the very bottom of the tower. They open the door, and there's Griffith laying on the floor, and he's completely emaciated. Like, he looks worse than Abby. At the end of The Last of Us 2, spoilers. Yeah, and, you're right. Like, he's wasted away. You're right. Yeah. And he's like, his wrists have been cut. His heels have been cut. His tongue's been cut out. It's just, so basically, he's he in a pathetic state. Yeah, he can't, he can't walk or wheel or even carry anything, hardly. Yeah. And so, Guts is just, like, distraught. He grabs Griffith. He starts crying. And Griffith lifts his arm up and grabs Guts by the neck, seemingly trying to choke Guts because he's like, 
you fucking asshole. <laughs> How could you leave me? Look at what they did to me. And it's your fault. Yeah, it does kind of look like he's trying to choke him. And yeah. uh, you, you wonder, because he can't speak, but you're like, does he hate gods? Does he blame him? <laughs> right. And you you know he does. And Casca starts to walk over, and Gus is like, no, Casca. You no. don't want to see this you shit. You do not want to see this shit. No. Yeah, it looks bad. And then we flash back over to the Band of the Hawk encampment in the forest. Mm. And Rickett is getting water by the river. He's like, yay, Griffith's really coming back. I can't wait. And he sees a fairy. It's a random-ass fairy in the distance and then it starts flying around flies past him flies through the forest and then he starts hearing a bunch of screaming and yelling and he's like an attack no and he runs toward back towards the camp one of the band of the hawk is just elevated in the air it's completely dark there's blood going down his torso he's hanging upside down he's like ricket run and then a giant demonic monster like steps out of the shadows (laughs) and like swallows the dude and i'm like what the fuck is happening right now? yikes <laughs> so at the end of this episode by the end of the episode i don't know if this is real or if this is just like a vision or what's mm. happening mm. and so we we head back to guts Casca, and the gang the guy that was torturing guts he slams the door on them and he's like this is my don't favorite bo- part of the episode yeah, by the way. yeah me too <laughs> <laughs> he said don't bother pulling your sword this door is four times as thick as it looks oh! <laughs> and guts like not only does he stab through the door but he completely busts the door down and impales this guy and the guy for some reason is like why why and i'm like what do you mean why <laughs> you tortured my boy and then he was talking shit so yeah, i love i loved is- how he like he locked them in like yeah i got you yeah. don't even try to bust down this door and he starts to talk about how strong the door is and you just see this sword guts his sword just burst through <laughs> right <laughs> oh my god that's my favorite part yeah basically there's not much left going on other than uh we're trying to there's escape. yeah they're trying to escape and there's hella soldiers mm. blocking the path and this is like a spiral staircase type mm. thing and yeah. gus just goes wild and he's just slicing them left and right kill him kill him kill him mm-hmm. and then he gets to the top and he's like barely able to catch his breath and the commander's like look at him he's can't even catch his breath you don't display weakness like that to your enemy. And then Guts just proceeds to kill them all anyway. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't out of breath because of the stairs. He's probably out of breath because he's still wrestling with the emotional whiplash of seeing his right. best friend. He's probably having a fucking anxiety attack. <laughs> yeah. And you do not want to approach Guts when he's having an anxiety attack <laughs> right. with any kind of murderous intent. Because he, he will not be nice. Yeah. And so after he kills everybody, Casca walks over and kind of... And she starts wiping the blood off. Like, Gus is covered in blood. She starts yeah. wiping the blood She's off She's like, hey, face. big guy, the sun's getting real low. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Pippin has Griffith, Griffith on his yeah. back. Mm-hmm. And Griffith sees Costco wiping the blood off of Gus' face. And his eyes get real big. And, like, there's, like, anger filling him. And I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> He's, He's like, like, I know I didn't go for it, but that doesn't mean you can. Right. Well, I, I, I was looking at it more of a point for, uh, like, Gus is mine. Oh. And not even in like a sexual way. Like, just he's everything. Just mine. Though. Period. Yeah. yeah no one else what? can have him. That's actually a really good point. He is that's loyal really only point. to me. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's pretty much where the episode ends. They uh, put him in a carriage and they ride off, and then they get chased off by some uh, soldiers. Yeah. And yeah, that's the end of the episode. So Griffith is in the lowest point of his life, and it's getting wild. 
sun's getting real low. <laughs> so you said you have episode 23, 24, and 25 left, right? Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we'll catch up with you next week on episode 23. And I'll go ahead and let you know what happened in, in uh, Full Metal Alchemist, episode 60. Okay. Things are getting pretty heavy right now. Right. So we, the episode is called Eye of Heaven, Gateway of Earth. And we start off where we're in that little area where Father has trapped his sacrifices. Edward and Alphonse start to battle pride to keep him distracted as May decides to take on homunculus Father herself. <laughs> mm-hmm. It doesn't really work out that well, yeah. but we'll get to it. Above ground, the Ishfallen start to lay alkahestry transmutation circles throughout the Amest- throughout Amestris, and they're like busting at people's homes, and they're like, "Ah!" They're like, "Don't be afraid. Is this is this your house right here on this map? We're, okay, we're we're gonna set stuff up. Don't worry about it." Right. <laughs> and then they shoot over to Wrath and Scar fighting. Scar actually uses a reconstruction transmutation circle from his brother's research, which is now tattooed on his other arm. Oh, so somehow, yeah. secretly, he adopted his, the reconstruction alchemy on his other arm to pair with his destruction alchemy, and that kind of comes out during the fight, surprising the shit out of Wrath. Right. <laughs> He's like, I know it's against my beliefs, but I, I never thought I'd use it, but here we are. <laughs> I was like, okay, fair enough. Right. Edward's group actually starts to gain the upper hand against Father when Greed pops in to start to attack him, although Greed just wants to take Father's place. He goes, right. I'm going to be the guy. Everybody says you're the guy, but I am I want to be the guy. And Father's right. like, no way, maybe when you're older. <laughs> and he grabs the four sacrifices in Hohenheim and starts to create his transmutation circle as the solar eclipse starts to reach its zenith. And the moon just covers the sun which that's a thing in the animes that we're watching, I realized. Right. The eclipse. The moon. <laughs> the moon. Gotta cover the sun. I love it. <laughs> I think that's the reason why we, we like these shows so much, because we just want to see the moon cover the sun. Right. We Do it. see darkness envelop. Everything with the moon. So, so that actually happens, and then your transmutation actually starts to kick up and absorbs all the souls in a mistress. Like, everybody gets knocked out, killed, or paralyzed. I can't tell exactly what's happening, but it looks like they're dying. Yeah, their souls are getting sucked out of their bodies. It sucks. Yeah. And f- it gives Father enough power to open a gateway above Earth. It almost looks like... Do you remember that scene from Spaceballs where they turn that ship into a giant vacuum cleaner? And they got the code for <laughs> they got the code for that planet, and then it opened up a giant gate that they could use to suck the air out. That's yeah. kind of what it looks like. There's this huge <laughs> ethereal gate that like opens up, and then Father basically addresses the moon, and it's like the the gods give me your power, and like I the will moon no longer be bound by you and your rules. Exactly. And then it like splits and it turns into a giant eye itself. And he's like, it's like reaching down to him and he's reaching up to it. And it's basically him unlocking the entrance to heaven. And he's absorbing the being within like the eye of God itself. He's absorbing that into him mm-hmm. and taking it. And I was just like, Oh, Okay. I didn't expect that. <laughs> so he's going to become a god, literally, by absorbing right. the existing one. He will which become is... as gods. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that's where the episode ends. Cool. Yeah. Wow. I was like, oh, shit, that's... And I they literally of... don't let you in on it until it fucking happens. <laughs> yeah, I kind of expected he would at least get his way. I'm What I'm hoping is going to happen 
And I think they telegraphed it a little too hard, which is why this episode didn't hit as hard as it should have. Mm-hmm. I feel like because the Ishvalans were successful in laying the Alkahestry points everywhere and they've already talked about or kind of let it slip that Alkahestry could basically reverse the flow of this transmutation circle. Mm-hmm. I think what's going to happen is they're going to be successful. Like Scar is going to overcome wrath and like be the final catalyst for this. I don't know if he's going to sacrifice his life for it or not. He probably has to. Because right now he's in that circle. He's protected. He's not like everybody else losing their life, I don't think. Right. And he is going to reverse the flow, which is not only going to restore everybody's souls back to their bodies, but may even dissipate and redistribute Father himself. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's actually what's going to happen, but that's my that's my hunch. Okay. So it's literally at the apex of the worst possible place it could be. Like this, right. if it goes any further, there's no turning back. So I feel like the next episode is literally going to be turning back, but we'll see. Yeah, so. it's like some some Thanos snap shit. Yeah, like the Thanos snap happened, but there might still be a chance to aim for the head, so to speak. Right. So <laughs> uh, we'll see if five years has to pass in order for that to happen or not. But here we are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, when I first saw that, I was like, yo, this is insane. Yeah. <laughs> like the fact that he combined with God, mm-hmm. the truth or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. The eye of God, the truth, the heavens, whatever he figure out a way to like combine with it and take its power into itself, which the power itself, I mean, they've talked about this, this whole series is basically all the knowledge that ever was or ever will be, yeah. you know, in a human brain, it would basically make them go insane. Ed- Edward couldn't handle it when he brushed past it. You know what I mean? Right. I love when villains get their way. That's why infinity war was so good. Yeah. Cause you actually get to see the devastation in the aftermath and you're working from not guaranteed victory, but, from doubt and trauma mm-hmm. and it makes it feel more human because we don't win every single time. We don't win all the time. Right. So we'll see. Does guts in the gang win? Does Edward and his gang win? Does anybody lose? We're going to find out real soon in these next couple of episodes of yeah. Derek X Mike anime challenge. So stay tuned for that. Mm-hmm. But for now, I think that might be our episode, sir. Thank you so much for coming out and listening to us. We really appreciate it. But Derek, if people want to know where, they can find the latest Lego set for hundreds and hundreds of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully you can cut them a deal on something. But if they right. want to follow your store and all the pickups that you find, because you're out there every day looking for those secret, hard-to-find things, where can they find you at? They can check out the eBay store at ebay.com slash str slash gamergoodiesandmore. On Instagram at gamergoodiesmore. And on Twitter at goodies underscore more. All right, and if you want to follow me personally, I'm at Mike Peterson AL on Twitter, and I Twitch stream every week, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at twitch.tv slash mcpaperstacks. Check the channel for the schedule, but it's basically brawlers, horror games, and then some kind of mainstream game. Right now it's Persona 5 Strikers. If you want to check out past uploads, since those streams do age out on Twitch, you can go to YouTube at mcpaperstacksplays to check those out. And then for the show itself, we do have our own Facebook. You can find us at facebook.com slash player2 has entered the pod. You can find us on YouTube at player2 has entered the podcast. And then our main hub where we upload episodes every single Sunday is anchor.fm slash player2 has entered the pod. Listen there or anywhere where podcasts are broadcasted. That's Breaker, Google Podcast, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Apple Podcasts, and even Spotify. If you have questions, comments, concerns, feedback, suggestions, criticisms, whatever, you can email us if you want, mcpaperstacks at gmail.com. And that is our show.
All right. Thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate each and every one of you. We most certainly do. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Peace.